So I'm here at the ISA conference in Brussels and I'm talking with Jason Halford from the University of Liverpool. We spoke earlier about um, the importance of media in communicating scientific ideas and I wondered if you could maybe give us, um, you were quite vocal in that, in that debate, so I wondered if you could give us some idea of what your opinion on that was. I was vocal in that debate just in response to the comments that journalists made about the quality, perhaps, of articles appearing in journals and how the journals were promoting them. Uh, personally, yes, journals are commercial entities and they themselves, their success and the number of citations they get is in part dependent on, on the articles they published and then promoting them. So we do have to recognise journals are a commercial entity, but I don't think, you know, really the peer review process in good quality medical journals is at fault and certainly it's very, very competitive to get into those journals. You've got to have a good paper. It is put out to peer reviews. Many of the top journals are rejecting 90% or more of the papers that they receive. But I would say that, you know, you do have to, all journalists have to interpret what they what they see with some degree of caution and, and, and try and drill down to the data and do see whether the data manages or resubstantiates that top line uh, journal title or whether they've overgeneralised. I think journalists do need to do that. So I would say scientists can be encouraged to overgeneralise their findings a little much. All science is usually small incremental steps. It is not often the breakthroughs that you see when it is actually reported in the press. They're building incrementally, they're not sudden rapid breakthroughs. I've seen very few of those in my career. And why do you think that that's a, perhaps a particular problem or issue within the sweetener and sugar uh, sector? I think it's in the sweetener or sugar sector. I think there are concerns about anything that the public perceive as artificial. And the term artificial sweeteners in and of itself is a problem for non-nutritive sweeteners. Uh, people perceive them as, as chemicals, or food they are chemicals, it's biology. But there is this concern, particularly in Europe, around these sorts of things. And people hold beliefs or concerns about food, substances in food, and when you see articles or papers that substantiate in their minds those beliefs, it can be problematic. Now, I'm not saying that the evidence is 100% one way or the evidence is 100% the other way, but it may be that there is uh, a large body of evidence supporting the use of, of non-nutritive sweetness compared with a smaller body of evidence that, uh, that questions their use. But obviously when you see it in the press, you see a sort of 50%, 50% because as, as the person from the press representing the press said, they've got to give both sides of the story. But it doesn't necessarily mean that both sides of the story have the, main, have the same amount of scientific evidence supporting them. And perhaps those stories which are, are more worrisome or more scary gets more prominence, even though the vast majority of the science actually is contrary to those stories.